Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Twelve thirty-three in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Orders now, Bob Stopper. Just because we're getting texts coming in asking about this informal skate thing. Uh, generally, it is run uh, today by captains or leaders on the team. A number of years ago, going back twenty plus years ago, Kevin Primo used to have a skate that started kind of after Perry Perns three on threes. Perry Perns would be like the last couple of weeks of August, and Primos would start sort of the first. Yeah, maybe the last week of August, the first two weeks of September. And uh, I can recall seeing our next guest actually on the ice at Claire Drake Arena in these skates. And in, uh, when I became the SID at the University of Alberta in 2000, I actually would email the media a list of the players that were attending each day. And, you know, again, it was down at Claire Drake Arena. It was a, just a, a courtesy that we would uh, provide. But we're going to bring Al May in uh, right now, the Washington Capitals broadcaster, uh, former Capitals uh, player. Played over 400 games in the NHL. Al, how, obviously your summer was probably pretty good, given the fact that your team won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it was, it was actually very, it was amazing. And after the Stanley Cup run and the, the parade and the partying that went with all of that, uh, a couple weeks at the lake in Minnesota added to the beer drinking and the bad diet. So it's been nothing but uh, the fat farm and getting myself in shape like I'm getting ready for the start of the season myself. All right. Well, speaking of uh, getting your, I, I did see you out there, did I not? Uh, you were one of the players back in the day that, in the, I, I'm I'm gonna go say, I don't know, mid to late nineties, that would yeah make your well, way on we, the ice to that stuff. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it became the keep Kevin Primo thing, but it was also before that Claire Drake used to run that, and then you know that's how old I am. So that went uh, Claire and then to Kevin. And uh, I'm not sure who took it over. Rob, Rob Dom and Eric Thurston uh, took it over, and it kind of died uh, in about, well, Rob left in 05. So a few years after that, it ended up sort of fizzling out. Yeah, you know, and I think because players' training methods were train- changing over the years. And, right. And, you know, and now guys are getting back to making sure they're doing their stuff on the ice because the, the puck handling and skating is more important than ever. So I, there's an uptick, I think, all over North America in, in these informal skates that guys are organizing all over the place. 
I have a friend in Vegas who just sent me a picture of the Vegas players that have converged. Now, it is not expected that you attend these, but as a rule of thumb, after Labor Day, guys start rolling in. I mean, I know in the case of the Oilers at Rogers Place today, uh, none of the, you know, the Swedes aren't there and the Finns aren't there. So, you know, Oscar Clefbaum, Adam Larson, uh, Pontus Aberg, they're not there. Yes, Apuliarvi, one of the Finnish guys, he's not there either. Um, but virtually 80% of the rest of the team are on the ice. How is that... You know, from your experience as a player, uh, how important is it that guys show up ready to go for this sort of thing? Well, they have to show up for the first day of testing and everything, and it's very important. And guys all have their own methods of getting in shape in the summer. The team puts things out, uh, manuals out is what the players should be, you know, a guideline. But players all have their own personal trainers. They have different groups that they skate with. And, but the most important thing is that every single player has to come to camp ready to play. And they, they've got to be fully functional, ready to play a game in two to three days. And, and if you didn't put your time in in the summer, you, you will not do well in the testing. You seems like you get hurt uh, quicker than everyone else. And uh, you're just not ready, and you're behind the eight ball all season long. So I think the most important thing, the informal skates don't matter so much, uh, but you definitely want to make sure that when every guy comes, you've got to visibly look like he's ready to play the game. Uh, the orders have Darnell Nurse. He's a restricted free agent, and we have some uh, nervous fans out there. Oh, no, you know, he's going to be a holdout. If he's in town and he's on the ice for the informal skates and he has very little leverage in his deal and the orders have limited cap space, so the bridge is, you know, 90% the option on a two-year deal, if he was intending upon not being there for the start of training camp, would he be in town for the informal skates? Yeah, you know, I've seen it both ways. I've seen players come and then just pick up and pack their bags and leave uh, when everything's not taken care of before training camp starts. So, uh, And I've also seen players just not show up and not show up until they're 100% signed, sealed. And you know, the most important thing for him as a young player is to play hockey games and to have his body ready, and I don't think he's never not been ready to play a hockey game. So I'd expect him and his agent to, to figure it out and the team to figure it out before they, they get on the ice. And, you know, it's just a, it's a distraction you don't want to have. This team didn't make the playoffs last year. Uh, Darnell Nurse wasn't happy about it. McDavid, the coaching staff, the ownership, you name it. Uh, everyone was unhappy, and they want to make sure that there are no distractions. So I'm expecting that will be taken care of before the season, before they – the training camp starts because you don't want to be talking about that every day. You want to be talking about getting this team back to where they belong, and that's in the playoffs. Washington Capitals analyst Al May joining us on Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Alan, uh, hey, I'd be remiss without asking you about Jacob uh, Jerebek or Jacob. Is it Jacob or is it Jacob? Uh, I, I believe we had a, a Jacob and a Jacob, and they don't really care how you say their name. They just like you to say their name one way or the other. And they've got about four different pronunciations. They go by Jake, they go by Jack, they go by Jacob, Jakub, you name it. They're all uh, good. So tell me this. Can, yeah. So the Oilers are not going to have uh, Andre Sakura. Uh, for at least the first three to four months of the season. I mean, he's he's got the Achilles injury, and those we need some time to know whether or not we're looking at a six-month thing or a, a four-month thing. Can Jerbic come in here and play at least as a six for the Oilers? 
Well, he should have been a sixth as a Washington Capitol. He played very well every game that he was in, but Barry Trotz had his guy that he was in love with from the start of the preseason. Even the year before, he decided this kid, Christian Jews, was going to be on his team. And no matter how much he faltered or struggled, uh, he didn't get back in the line. Uh, you know, when they took Yerbeck out, he put him back in. He wasn't putting him uh, Jews back. It, taking Jews out no matter what, and Yerbeck wasn't going back in. But Yerbeck played very well in every game that he played for the Caps. He was uh, he's feisty along the boards. He's a very good defender. He's tough around the front of the net. Moves the puck up ice laser fast. He's got he's an excellent passer. Uh, he's a North guy. He doesn't go to the partner all the time. I uh, can play either side. And I can definitely see him making that team and being a valuable contributor. And the shot gets through to the front of the net where guys at a workable rate, where guys can, you know, find the rebound, get sticks on it, deflections, find a way to screen the goaltender. And uh, I, I think there's a lot. This kid has played about eight or nine years pro already. You know, you count what he's done overseas uh, and come over here, and he's got a great disposition about him. So I wouldn't be surprised hmm. to see him turn a lot of heads during training camp. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you're sitting there describing him, and we're getting people texting the show. Why in the heck was this guy available that late in the in the off season? And... I mean, there is person. Does he have a because week? of his age? It's one hundred percent because of his age. It's also why he was available at the deadline last year. And same with Michael Kempney, where he was available. Chicago and Montreal decided to cut bait on all the older players. Yep. And you know, both these guys were first year NHL players. One of them was a second year pro over here. But they were. Uh, it was decided. You know, they were going to go with the younger guys and just start rotating their American League stock in and out of the lineup, and that's why, you know, these guys are, are are players, and this happens every year. It's not just the Edmonton Oilers that found Yerbeck. There was other players signing late around the league, and there's still plenty of really good free agents, in my opinion, that can help a team at the depth level uh, be signed. So, you know, uh, you know, not you don't have to sign everyone and overpay everyone on opening day of free agency, and, you know, I think they got a value signing in this kit. And, uh, you know, if he's not a six, he'll be there all year ready to play as a, a seven, going seven, six, five. You, you name it, he'll be able to fill in. So he can play in the third pairing, in, in your opinion, and that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing. I mean, I like the fact that you mentioned that he gets the puck up ice because, you know, Nurse can uh, transport it. He's still learning how to transition it, right, because the puck does the work, Alan. You know that. The best guys, Chris, look at Chris Pronger. I mean, he was a world-class, he was one of the three best defensemen or four best defensemen in the NHL, and I'm not comparing Jarabek to Chris Pronger, but one of the assets that Chris Pronger had is he could make a 90-foot stretch pass off his back foot at any time, and it was instant transition. Well, you look at Jarabek, I look at what he did at the Caps, and that's one of the things, right from the first minute he stepped on the ice, he sent bullets up, the, you know, whether it was a two-line or a three-line pass, he doesn't wind up a lot. He just snaps off his stick and is tape to tape off the ice. Uh, he doesn't telegraph. does a very good job of moving. And he's a very efficient hockey player. And like a lot of your European players, you know, skating and, and puck movability are, are very important over there. And uh, they, he likes to go up ice. So he, he, he will help himself out, especially in the preseason when a lot of guys aren't taking it serious. This will be a guy taking it serious. And he'll, he'll be able to take care of the guys taking a nap in the neutral zone because he can move that puck as quick as they come. Oh, well, it's a good thing to hear. Alan May joining us, Washington Capitals broadcaster. Now, let's get some thoughts here as we're closing in on the uh, the, the start of training camp. Uh, we'll start with your team, the Washington Capitals. I mean, the guy that's made the biggest noise over the last 10 days has been Brett Connolly, 
who didn't say specifically why, but uh, you know Brent spent uh, some time, a lot of time, up in Prince George, and apparently is not going to go to the White House when the Capitals celebrate their Stanley Cup championship, which I, I, I find interesting. Um, but in speaking of that, uh, they are the reigning Stanley Cup champs. How different? Of, like, think of all the years you're, you're, you're sitting there going, well, are they ever going to do it? And then they finally do do it and break through and win the Stanley Cup. How different of an experience is that going to be for, for everybody around that entire organization, especially with the knowledge that you have a new head coach as well? Well, I, for one, am going to love it because all the novice reporters and media that we seem to get every season come out there and ask the same dumb questions. Uh, and <laughs> so, well, your team collapsed last year. You didn't get to where you wanted. Well, neither did. Now it's 30 other teams. And, yes. You know, it used to be 29 other teams. So you won't have to go through that garbage uh, listening to the same thing. It was just a, a cut and paste to the next season. And you know, until people actually witness how hard it is to win a Stanley Cup and watch a team have to go through it, uh, they, they don't get it. And so I, I think the biggest thing with this team is, you know, now everyone's going to be asking about the back-to-back, and they're going to have, you know, it's basically the same as last year. They're just going to want to make the playoffs and go from there. But they've got a belief, I believe, that they now have a belief and an understanding of everything that goes into winning a cup. And you saw with the Oilers and the Flames and those great teams in the 80s and 90s, the Detroit Red Wings, they, they know uh, how to be coachable. They know how to be dependable, prepared, and to make sure that their hockey sense is taking over. And they have no more excuses for lackluster performances because they now know what works. And it's everyone on the same page playing great defense and offense, sacrificing offense at times, uh, playing more physical at other times, staying out of the penalty box. So a lot of lessons were learned. So, But the other thing is now they're the reigning Stanley Cup champions and everyone's going to have their A game. Like they didn't have their A game to play Ovechkin in the Caps before, uh, they're really going to have it because now – you know, they are a legitimate team, and it's going to be a lot harder for them, I think, this first, first month of the season going into every building. I think the fans are going to sell out like they typically do everywhere they go, and the fans are going to be pumped up to see the Stanley Cup champions come into their barn and see how their team does against them. A lot of their forwards, uh, I mean, Jay Beagle, I guess, is not back, but, I mean, obviously you got Ovi, you've got Kuznetsov, who truly emerged as a, you know, an elite player last year, Baxter, so they got the great strength down the middle. Oshie and Wilson on the wings. Eller as a third-line center. Burakovsky, to me, is an interesting guy. Does he have more game to give, do you think, uh, for Washington? Well, you know what? He, he actually started in the NHL, in my opinion, way too early. He should have played one more year of junior, maybe played wing with McDavid and Erie. Got that season under his belt. Probably would have scored 60, 70, 80 goals. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, they lose an entire month not going to the World Junior Championship, so yeah, that affects their stats, but you know, he, he should have played one more year of junior. I think he should have played in the minors a little bit longer to get the habits and the understand that you've got to be a complete hockey player. But I think he is now, this should be the year that he puts it all together. I, I think he's been around long enough. I believe he'll be 22, 23 years old here. And it, it's time that he was, became a more consistent player uh, with and without the puck and make sure that he's bringing his A game every night. And he can't afford these mental lapses, I, I think, you know, that he was handled with kid gloves for far too long, and I believe now after watching what it took last year in the playoffs and understanding how much everything matters uh, as a defensive player, uh, when you're in that defensive mode, how important those little things are, getting the puck out of the zone, protecting, making intelligent passes, uh, your back check, everything that you do, 
I think he, uh, he should have learned, and, and if he doesn't, shame on him. But I, I would expect him to have his best year yet in the National Hockey League. I, I still think there's a lot of upside with him. And uh, once that confidence and, and the knowledge of knowing what to do in every situation starts to take over and he's just playing on instinct, he's going to be a very, very good hockey player because right now he's a very inconsistent hockey player. See, I think he could be a 25-30 to 30 goal scorer, Al. Well, I'm with you on that. He, his, he's, unfortunately, he only takes the one shot. He's got to be a little more creative, but he's lightning fast. He does have a laser. He does get that shot off. Uh, when he does get that shot off, he, he's deadly with it, but he tends to take the same shot over and over. And I just think, you know, as the rest of his game comes around and he doesn't doubt himself, he should be able to fill the net because he's got great, great speed. He can, you know, shoot off the pass. So there, there's a lot of upside. I'd love to see him be able to get 25-plus goals. It's so hard to do that. Uh, you know, it's a bad year for Obi to get 30, but for the for the rest of them, it's pretty phenomenal just to get 20-25. So I'd expect him to be, be fighting for that this year. All right. You mentioned the fact that the Capitals were joined by Alan May, who is a longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster, uh, willed himself to the NHL, did it the hard way, uh, was in a lot of scraps back in the day. But... Uh, the, the Caps brought in Michael Kempney. They also brought in Jerebek. Kempney got himself a four-year deal at $2.5 million. He's going to play in their top five. They bring Brooks Orpik back after they get the Avs to uh, buy him out. Madison Bowie, does he make the team, and does he play ahead of Christian Juice in your opinion? Well, it, that'll be interesting because, you know, one of his biggest advocates was Todd Reardon, and I wouldn't be surprised that Brooks Orpik actually starts to sit some games, and it could be a three-man rotation back there. Uh, and Madison Bowie definitely has to start picking it up with the puck. He's got to make sure that he's managing it much better than he has. He's had a tendency to throw some cross-ice passes inside the defensive zone and have the hiccups here and there, but I, I think after a few years pro, uh, he should be able to have a lot more consistencies. And I know that one of the things, I, I do not believe they were happy with what was going on in the Hershey last year. So one of the reasons that he never, ever went back there to, to get himself his game legs back and was that is they, they didn't want him to pick up any habits and they didn't like the way they were platooning guys down there and the usage on the ice. So I, I think that with Todd being such a great teacher and him bringing in Reed Cashman, who, who's a friend of his and a guy that he's worked extensively with, I think Madison will have great improvement this year. And I, I'm not sure if he'll be a starter every night, but I'd expect him to get a lot more games, in, and his consistency definitely has to, to rise up to the level that you know his abilities are. Uh, is it too simple, Al, to say that Pittsburgh will be Washington's main challenger for the Eastern Conference title, especially given the fact that Tampa Bay and Toronto appear to have pretty good teams? Well, you know what? They're always good, and Mike Sullivan's an excellent coach. And as long as you've got, I still believe that Sidney Crosby's the best player in the game all around up front. And uh, the work ethic that guy has, the leadership that he's shown, it's definitely going to be those two teams battling again. I think the Rangers are going to be inconsistent because they're so young. Uh, they got a very young back end of the blue line. And then Carolina, I think, is going to be in a boatload of trouble. Uh, so I'd expect Pittsburgh to be the team that they're contending with all season long. And you never know with Philadelphia. They surprised a lot of people last year with how they were able to get into the playoffs. And that's a team that definitely started has to getting get in gear and I'm just not sure they have the defense yet to, to, to take the next step. What about Tampa and Toronto in the other division? Well, Tampa's got such a good roster. Uh, I expect them to be very good. They had a lot of lessons learned from the playoffs, uh, and they still have such a great player in Victor Hedman. 
And, and Toronto, you know, they did sign John Tavares, but when I look at them, their play without the puck, and it, I believe it's because they're overmatched on the blue line and pretty much every single game that they go into. They didn't make a lot of changes back there. I'm not sure if there's enough, you know, uh, room for improvement with some of the defensemen that they have, if they're actually capable of getting to the level that they need to. Um, and I would expect, you know, teams, once they start to show their weakness defensively, teams just start eating them up, regardless of John Tavares and Austin Matthews and Nazem Kadri being up the middle. you still got to be able to play in your own zone, and your defensemen have to be able to protect your net, protect the slot, and play tough in the corners and below the goal line. And I'm not sure they're capable of that. Final question for you, Al. We're going to put you on the spot here. Do the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs this year? They have to. They're, they're, I, I cannot see them. They, they were caught by surprise last year uh, with the rule changes. They were, they were slow. They were methodical looking. Uh, and they never got on track. And I think McDavid's got to take it up another level. I, I think other players have to be consistent. But they've got to be a much better team. they got to play faster defensively, not just on offense, but faster defensively and uh, utilize their assets that they have. And that's a lot of good young players that can move the puck. Al, great stuff. We appreciate your time as always. We'll touch base two or three weeks down the road, okay? All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. You bet. That's Alan May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster and player, Edmonton. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Scenario product. 1252 in Edmonton. We will step out. This is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Platform from your Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. It's 12.55 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. He's just a really good fellow. He's a nice man. No question about it. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Uh, hope it's going good. Uh, what do we got rolling on here? Uh, let's do this. Let's tell you that guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, tonight's the night. It's date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. That's probably where you would find Brennan Ulrich tonight, the former producer of the show who's now doing Tales for Sales. And stay tuned. Uh, We shortly will be announcing a uh, new ace producer to help us out here on Oilers Now. And we might be announcing, having a couple other announcements too, that you would find uh, really interesting. You can text us at 630-630. By the way, I mentioned, uh, you know, the Oilers used to skate several years ago at a Southside Arena 
It wasn't Southside Arena, though. Uh, the one on 111th and uh, Gene and from the north side uh, took time to Texas at 6.30, 6.30 and say, Bob, it was Kinsman Arena. How can you forget that? You live five blocks from there. You're right. It was Kinsman Arena. I used to live in a ranch-style condo back in the 90s uh, right down by the Kinsman Arena. Uh, and when I played for the Pylons, and yes, that was our team, uh, Division, uh, were we Division Two champions back in the summer of uh, 19, uh, or check that, 2002? Um, that's where we used to have our home games, was at uh, Kinsman Arena on Wednesday nights which meant we often didn't leave the parking lot until about 12.30 at night, if you know what I mean. All right, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Dan the Man has Texas. Bob, is Louis DeBrus doing color alongside Kevin Quinn for Sportsnet on other games this year? I was. I heard that Drew Remenda wasn't doing games this year. Any truth to this from Dan? Well, Louis DeBrusque, who is a regular Thursday contributor on Oilers Now, uh, will be doing the bulk of the games, but Drew Remenda will be doing a... Uh, selection of games as well. So I think it's going to be like 55-25 split, something in that regard uh, for Louie and uh, Drew. Drew Romero will also be a part of the Oilers panel uh, for all of the home games that are played at Rogers Place uh, this year. Al uh, Dudley has texted the show to say, uh, hey, Bob, how many times do you hear a commentator say that the scoring champion in the National Hockey League has to, quote-unquote, take it up a notch? From uh, Dudley. Uh, Dudley, I think uh, Al is referring to the fact that, uh, you know, all around level of performance, I guess. That would be my interpretation. And again, just watching Connor on the ice the last couple days, there's there's a little bit more presence out there. Okay, I get it. It's the Oilers. It's his team. But you can tell when guys are assuming a, a greater responsibility in their role as a leader. And I think we're going to start to see that with Connor McDavid. I'm confident that there's going to be more progression in the game. I mean, hey, if he can help the power play get a lot better, look out given his 5-on-5 five five play. John Shannon coming up from Sportsnet. We'll be talking about Seattle and some other topics around the National Hockey League after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.